What's up, everybody? Welcome to On West Gray, the monthly podcast about all things local government in the city of Norman. I'm your host, Tiffany Verska, Chief Communications Officer for the city of Norman. Thank you all for being with us. Today, we have the one and only Jason Olson, Director of Parks and Recreation, perhaps best known as the Director of Fun, here in the studio to chat with us about what's going on in his department. I'm glad to be here. Also known as the Director of Trees. Ever get a lot of responsible trees tree questions and all that good stuff. That yeah, Norman us, cares about their trees, man. We have yeah. to have one. Oh, yeah. But happy to be here. And um, Parks and Recreation, best job in the city. Uh, we're here to improve the quality of life for everybody. And it just makes our job easy because we got so many great opportunities to do that in Norman. I mean, I might have to argue that my job's the best job huh. in the city because I get to tell everybody all the cool, fun stuff that we you have going on. Later, yeah. <laughs> So we'll jump into, into some of these questions I wanted to ask you about and give people some insight about what you do over in your department. So it's the end of summer. Are you coming off of your busy season or are you about to head into it? Because I feel like your folks literally always have something going on. Yeah, it goes up and down. I, I would consider summer probably our most busy season just because everything's open. There's no school. And when there's not, not any school, a lot of times parents and community depend on us to, for that child care. We have child care at all of our rec centers, and we like to think of it as an essential service. Uh, and not only during the summer when we have summer day camps going on all the time, but during school, uh, we want to make sure that we have affordable child care, and we make sure that they get to do everything else that, that a lot of these other places do. We go on field trips and um, go to the pool and bring bring fun things to the rec center, um, like uh, Nerf guns and Nerf gun <laughs> battles and different art opportunities always come there. So it's kind of cool. But also uh, at Westwood is when we hit high time, uh, the pool, yeah. which everybody should know about Westwood pool. It's a Norm Ford project. It is completely crazy during the summer, open almost a hundred days. Yeah. yeah and it was kind of crazy one time you were sharing with us like how many lifeguards you have to hire each year to make sure that you guys are fully staffed. I mean, what is that yeah. process like? It's crazy. So we we have over 100 people on staff at, at Westwood, which is we like to think of ourselves not only is this a Norm Ford project, but this is a great example how when cities invest in themselves, they they create jobs. So uh, yes. and this one's mainly creating jobs for you know, high school students or college students. So those people on the younger end of the scale. They, um, we hire about 120. There's about 85 lifeguards at any given time. We have to have about 30 lifeguards on deck to watch the pool. There's a lot of water out there. Not to mention the the capacity is I think 840. So that place can get packed oh, at, wow. at, at times. And there's uh, at the beginning of summer where we close down because of capacity. Oh, we reach wow. a capacity. There's a lot of people waiting out there. So it stays busy. But the amount of people we employ, just, uh, just think of a, a – we like to think of ourselves as the leading opportunity for high school kids to find a job in Norman. We pay sure. well. The minimum wage out there is uh, about $10 per hour is what, what we set the bar at. Our lifeguards start out at 12 There's a few other jobs that are at $10 an hour, like cashier or working inside the uh, – the snack bar, but man, it's a great opportunity. And two, it's something that the residents love. We have over well over a hundred thousand visitors every year. Do around seven hundred and fifty uh, swim lessons every year, and then numerous special events after we close. Movies in the park, glow parties. Yeah, um, I saw you had a nights. couple adult nights out there. <laughs> yeah, and then more summer things we do. Of course, our golf cor- course picks up. Uh, 
I would say it's decently busy during the summer, but our busiest times are, are spring and fall when those temperatures, like right now, are actually tolerable. A uh, lot of things going on on summer. Of course, that our parks are most used during then. Uh, our park maintenance crew is out out mowing parks every day. They have sixty five parks to take care of. So, man, that, it's. Busy time during the summer, but like you said, it, it never stops. We we roll into a different time of year where we put on a bunch of special events and do after-school programs, and park maintenance is still going, maintaining parks all the time. Yeah, and I have to give a shout-out to the folks that you mentioned out at Westwood because we recently took the Citizens Academy out there, and they loved it. I think that you gained some new memberships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And if anybody knows me, I try to make sure – I have a personal contest with the other directors <laughs> – uh, where I try to outdo them all, and um, I did my best effort during that. You know, giving everybody hamburgers uh, and golf uh, lessons, and yeah, golf lessons. Try to add a little comedy, make sure it doesn't stay dry. We're Parks and Rec after fun. We uh, after all, I said after fun. <laughs> yeah, that might be that might be more like it. But uh, you know, we have a reputation to live up to. Not only the TV show, but in town, you know, we, we are the Department of Fun. <laughs> So you mentioned, um, I think, a couple of your divisions already, but in total, I think that you oversee around 80 employees. Could you tell us about some of your divisions and maybe if you have a favorite? Oh, wow. That's a that's a tough question. I love all my departments or divisions <laughs> equally. Uh, we have 84 that actually work in the department. Our newest division is building maintenance. Building maintenance oversees all the city properties and you know, buildings, as it kind of says inside there. The uh, Which is quite a few. Yeah, we have over 100 city buildings. <laughs> that is you know, includes your fire stations, yeah. uh, all your water pump stations, antennas, counters, uh, uh, buildings, uh, the police stations, rec centers. Uh, there's bathrooms and parks. Sure. Uh, of course, City Hall uh, just kind of runs everywhere. And, you know, we're even building and adding on more during Norman Ford. Uh, park maintenance. Uh, was probably I would always say is the heart of of parks and recreation. They're the ones that keeps us going. They're out in parks every day, mowing and maintaining, picking up trash, getting ball fields ready, uh, doing odds and ends, which you would never think that uh, that they would do. They set up for sports or um, excuse me, special events. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have our park development division. Uh, they're the ones that get our capital projects and turn those capital projects into real things. Um, they make sure that, that we're hitting ADA standards in our buildings and in our parks or building playgrounds and uh, putting in sidewalks. And And we have two LAs, uh, which are landscape architects on staff, and and they are very good at what they do. And we're um, we, our newest park planner, Bethany Grissom, uh, she just got out of college and she's uh, First time we've had two landscape architects on staff, so you're probably going to see a little bit more beautification going on. And That's exciting. Yeah, some plantings around the city. And then my we have the golf division, Westwood division, mm-hmm. um, which is golf maintenance. And um, the division, a separate division, actually runs the pro shop. Uh, you, they are a very skeleton crew. They do great. For as many, uh, for as much uh, people they have working for them, the maintenance staff only has six full-time guys plus the superintendent. Uh, that's crazy when you're talking about taking care of over 100 acres and making sure that golf course looks looks good all the time. And of course, our our guys on the other side that that run the golf shop and and pro shop. And then we also have, which is, you asked about my favorite. I'm not sure <laughs> if I have a favorite, but if I had to pick one, it's the one I came from. It's recreation. 
uh, I was in recreation. I was out at a rec center for 15 years. It's hard to believe. When Which one were you at? Whittier. Pretty, pretty cool place. Stayed there 15 years and worked on so many special events, started so many special events. Um, you know, all of those are close to my heart. I feel uh, Veronica, with Veronica Tracy, which is one of our newer people that took my old job as a recreation division head, uh, kind of feel bad for her because she. I'm always snooping and and trying to micromanage all of the special <laughs> events because that's what I did so long, and I'm, I always apologize to her before, like, "Hey, I'm I'm sorry for what, about what I'm gonna <laughs> say to you because I know this is annoying, but here it goes, you know." And I give her some advice on on what to do with special events or what we've done in the past, and she's really acceptive. But recreation's great. I mean, we do everything from daddy daughter dance to. Uh, you know, movies in the park, Easter egg hunt, Christmas events or holiday events. Well, you guys you do know. a great job. You're wonderful at what you do. Um, so in addition to to kind of making sure that all of these divisions are doing their day-to-day tasks, um, you're also a part of or a liaison to quite a few boards and commissions in the city. What are those? Oh, yeah, of course. We have part board, which is the uh, – I am the city manager designee. If you go back and look at the, the charter, there's only two boards that are – recognized um, by city charter, that's planning commission and um, park board, but I am the city manager designated um, to park board, which makes sense since it's parks and whatnot. Uh, sure, get to yeah. be Daryl a couple days a year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, get to, <laughs> once a month you hop on there and act um, act like you know everything that's going on in parks, um, but I really depend on my staff to keep me updated and keep me straight on, on all that stuff. Uh, public art board, it's uh, basically a shared committee between uh, the city of Norman and the Norman Art Council. All kinds of stuff that you kind of just randomly see um, that are artistic that's on city property. That all comes more than likely from the public art board. Uh, oversee uh, quite a bit of uh, – oh, I forgot the tree board. I don't want to – I was about to say, are you saving oh, oh the best for last? Because we need to hear about the, the tree board. The tree board. <laughs> the uh, – I am the director of Fun and Trees. Uh, yes, and, and that basically uh, they overlook at historical trees and, and um, make sure that there's plenty of education going out in Norman about what you can and cannot do for trees. Uh, we're about ready to um, do a tree canopy master plan, and that's going to be ran through that committee. Uh, so a lot of things going on with that. And then we have a whole load of ad hoc committees. There, uh, what. Some people probably don't realize every Norm Ford project, every major Norm Ford project has um, citizen advisory committees that go yes. along with that. And we engage with them uh, right about the time that we start engaging with our architects. And they sit there and they um, have a whole lot of input from the citizen side for all these projects. So, you know, you look at Westwood um the libraries had one. The pool had one at Westwood. Uh, sorry for the incomplete thought. And, uh, <laughs> and, and now we have one for the Young Family Athletic Center uh, and Senior Center, um, Griffin Park and Reese Park. And we're going to put one together for, for Saxon. And, and we think it's important. Um, one of our, you know, we're building things or have parks because of residents and and, and the taxes that they pay here. So we want to make sure we get input from them because we are we need to build what people will use and what people want and what people envision. And, uh, you know, even though I like to think of myself as an expert, I'm not truly the expert. Your, your user groups, which are residents, are, are the experts. And if you create what they want through the input, uh, you're, you're, 
your projects are going to be successful. Um, now, you talked a little bit about, you mentioned some of the Norman uh, Ford projects. And um, just to catch you know our listeners up, the Norman Ford Initiative was voted up by residents in fall of 2015 and funds quality of life items in the community. Um, and I think that you had mentioned you know how citizen-led that that was and has been since the beginning. Um, so you have the ad hoc committees that give you insight and advice. Um, but also, I, I believe that when the vote was passed, it was kind of um, ideas that formed from residents in the community. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. This is one of the more unique initiatives probably in the city of Norman. Like when we have a stormwater or street bond that we're trying to put out there um, for vote, usually that's led by by city staff and, you know, they realize they have a problem and a need to fill and they go out there and they um, put together or talk to council and put together an election. This one was completely different. Uh, we had a group of about 15 to 20 residents that that traveled all over the country with their kids and realized mm-hmm. that um, they're, they're basically spending every weekend out, out of Norman city limits. They're going to Wichita, Dallas, Little Rock, uh, Houston, San Antonio, sure. different places to play um, sports. And that's where, where Norm Ford, kind of the envisioning of Norm Ford really came from, is that this group of you know residents here in Norman put together a, um, a needs list and then put together a package and then asked council to put together an election, election. And it passed with 72% in October 2015, which is very, very high. Yes. When you yes, think it about is. it, it was about... <laughs> About $150 million, um, should be close to $150 million once we collect that all after a 15-year period. Right. Well, I think that that's really special that it was it was citizen led and citizen driven. Um, so right now um, you're overseeing a lot of those projects, some of which you mentioned um, that started being planned several years ago. Um, so can you highlight a couple for us and kind of tell us where we're at on those? Oh, sure. The uh, right now we got four going on, probably about, and this is crazy. The uh, when 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 you say it out loud, but we have about sixty to sixty five million dollars in work going on right now. It's uh it's unbelievable when you, when you actually see uh, what what a quality of life or a, a bond issue or a, a tax can do for your city. But mm-hmm. it's reshaping our, our parks department. The uh, first one that kind of always pops in my head, which I will will say forever, and it's probably um, people will be surprised, but but I think the most important Norm Ford project is the senior wellness center. The um, this is a a place that. Uh, the aging community, aging people in our community have been asking for over a decade, and it's been very complicated and very difficult to get find a find a spot for it. Mm-hmm. Finally, just um, settled out at at uh, Porter Campus on the uh, southeast corner, and that's under construction. Uh, we kind of kicked off construction. We went a little bit slower than what we thought. It was very complicated when 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 you have two entities working together and. Um, both of them have owned property. I'm talking about the the Norman Regional East Porter Campus when two entities, because City Norman owned a lot of property out there, and then, mm-hmm. uh, of course the, the hospital did, and, and you know they're one of the trusts of the city is the hospital trust, and is basically it was a jigsaw puzzle that that the city owned pieces here and and the hospital owned pieces over there, and they're trying to put together the puzzle pieces, and it was um, property that's goes back over, almost over 100 years that they were trying to get organized. And that oh, took, wow. a, took a little bit longer to get that puzzle put together than what we hoped. So we kind of started um, construction 
back here in, I'm thinking it was June, but they've been out there for about three months going crazy. And uh, it's moving pretty quickly, yeah, I'd say. It, yeah. it, it is moving quickly. And the difference between this one and a bunch of, you know, our other ones we're building, this has already been a, a property that's been platted. So the, at some point, we had to rechange a plat and and everything to to get the thing going, but the the dirt come was on, ready. plats are just that boring stuff, Jason. Yeah. We want to see it yeah. done. Yeah, <laughs> getting getting the building up, but they're they got uh, stem walls going in right now. We we'll should should see a foundation pop up here pretty good um, soon with steel and all that good stuff, and and we think we'll be in there by the end of next summer. So about this time next year. We'll be cutting a ribbon and celebrating that project. Uh, another big one we have going on right now is the Young Family Athletic Center. I think this is going to be the uh, probably at the end of the end of it, probably be the most recommend, recognizable. Easy for me to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, Norm Ford project. It, it has eight basketball courts, twelve volleyball courts. Uh, Norman Regional put in a clinic in the middle of it, and we'll have two swimming pools. Uh, so tell me a little about the clinic. What exactly? I mean, can athletes go there yeah. to, for their needs or or what it's, does that look like? So this is going to be like an everyday um, doctor's office as well. So, okay. But they're, they're going to have a few other aspects that, that make it cool. And like you can go there through if you have a sports injury, you can go there for physical therapy. You also uh. go there for, for training and, and um, they'll go through there. And we followed Richie Split and Norman Regional down to – Dallas one day and we went on a field trip to this place in Frisco, Texas called the star. And that's where the Dallas Cowboys uh, practice at. And it's actually a public facility. So you can go in there and use that as well. Uh, But it's pretty cool. You go in there and um, they have tests that you can do on on a young athlete. And and like um, they'll, they'll realize your weaknesses in your body. And this is something we learned there. Um, um, Females uh, have, Traditionally, like female soccer players are the most likely to tear their ACLs, like twi- two times more likely for them to tell, tear their left ACL compared to to um, boys the same age. And sure. um, it's all about DNA and genetics and how, mm-hmm. how a female goes together. Well, anyways, they, they can do these tests and you can go out there and perform exercise tests and then can realize, hey, your left knee is weak. So that's where you need to do your most exercise. Let's focus on getting that built kind up. Have some proactive Plus, monitoring for them. Bingo. <laughs> I like it when you finish my sentences. But the, uh, you know, just all kinds of cool advanced sports technology and, and training and uh, performance center, all that's going to go in there. So it's going to be uh, one of the top uh, sports tourism places in in the the city of Norman and the state, and you kind of think of it behind behind OU football is probably going to have the most um, tourism attached to that. And not only to that, a long needed service for our young va- volleyball players and basketball players, which haven't had a a new recreation center or a place to play basketball for almost thirty years. So this is a much needed project here in Norman. Yeah, we are excited to see it. I know I've been out on site with you and it looks massive and it's coming along very well. And this week, um, if you're listening to the pod before 3.30 p.m. on September 8th, you got to get out to the topping out ceremony that we'll have out there, right? Heck yeah, the, um, get out there. There's a piece of steel. It's going to be out in front of the, um, if you go to the back of the Embassy, Embassy Suites parking lot, there'll be a piece of steel out in front of the trailer. You can go over there and sign it. 
Uh, we want everybody that can get by there, by there to sign it. We're going to have the, uh, a ceremony. And if you can't get out there early, come to the ceremony, 3.30 on Thursday. You can sign it then, and then they're going to raise it up it, and put it in there. This is a final piece going into the gym. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty cool little cer- ceremony. We Usually um, construction companies do this on bigger projects, and it's just basically uh, a way to, you know, to have a midway celebration and recognize yeah. Um, all the hard work they put into. And they also put a tree on there, which is um, basically this tree, um, which hopping into it is, um, is supposed to help keep everybody safe um, that all continues right. to work on the project. So we want that as well. Well, that's awesome. Everybody needs to go sign the piece of steel so they'll be forever connected to the Young Family Athletic Center. Um, so I also wanted to ask you, too, uh, tell me about the soccer fields that you guys have um, going on and baseball, softball. Yep. Those are two of the projects yeah, I think we get a lot right of now. questions on. Oh, yeah. Soccer project out at Griffin Park. So they're on their last phase. We started out at Griffin Right when Norm Ford passed, it was one of our first things that we hopped into in Norm Ford. So this, um, we've been going on out there pro- construction probably about for six or seven years, just doing little pieces at a time to make sure that the soccer association, Norm Youth Soccer Association, keep playing in between it. But now we've kind of reached our last phase, and our last phase is actually probably our biggest phase. Uh, so we're going to go through there, and when we're done, we're going to have 22 soccer fields Uh Three concession stands, and which some of them are combined, and four places to uh, four restroom buildings out there, and uh, much needed the restroom buildings. Uh, I've been a victim of having a small child out there on all the oh way my. on the east side of the fields and trying to get back to the west side to, yeah. to go to the one and only bathroom in the park. Yeah. So that's kind of changing now, and it's going to be more parking, um, 22 soccer fields, and everybody keeps on asking questions on Saturdays. How am I going to get out of the park? Is it going to be better? Is it going to be easier? I feel like you're adding more parking spots and expanding. And the answer is that we're also doing street projects to go along with that widening Robinson, mm-hmm. putting lights um, out there on Robinson. I think it's State Street and then High, High Meadows Drive, which is on 12th Avenue. And there will be a few areas that's actually um, exit only out of the park, which will hopefully – and entrance only. So hopefully um, get the traffic a lot smoother. We had our friends in Public Works to do that study, uh, pub, uh, Parks and Recreation – do not do traffic studies, so don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, we had experts that, that did that, and hopefully that will smooth everything out. Uh, then out at Rees Park, uh, here pretty soon, we're, we're going to be wrapping up out there towards the end of the year, hopefully having a ribbon cutting um, before baseball, softball starts next year. But after we're all done out there, have 14 fields and uh, a new uh, T-ball fourplex. Uh, that's where the old park maintenance building was. Uh, it's almost done right now. And uh, a lot of cool things going out of Reese Park, improved the festival grounds. Of course, we have 14 baseball, softball fields uh, and put in a lot of sidewalks for a better walking opportunity out there. So, And I'd like to say, you know, if there is a, another opportunity to have a Nora Ford, we didn't get done with those projects. Um, we realized once we had, especially out at Reese, once we got that budget assigned to us from from uh, after the vote, it was it only got probably about sixty percent done because it's just what we could afford to build. So we we think um, at Norm Four too, we'd like to finish those master plans both both at Griffin and Reeves, which there are in place to make those what the you know residents originally envisioned back in two thousand fifteen. And I know that some of these bigger uh, types of 
you know, capital improvement projects and things like that, it, it, it can be normal that they are, you know, 10 to 15 year programs. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. There's a lot of money involved, um, especially with some of the market changes and supply chain issues. Have Has that presented a challenge for well, you in trying to get this done? I mean, what has that process looked like? Challenge is not even, <laughs> not even a uh, word that kind of recognize or get close to it. The, um, you have to think back in the, the past three years, three years, uh, construction has gone off, depending on what you're looking at, anywhere between 40 and 50% of what it was before COVID. So you, you had a major, major, uh, you know, virus that took over the world that basically right. shut everything down and shut right. down supply chain chains. And then after that, you know, which some country, countries are still treating it harsher than what we are, a little bit different than what we are here, a little bit harder on, and still have some lockdowns going down. But the, uh, and then you had a worldwide con- conflict and you have inflation and everything else mm-hmm. that's going on. It's made it difficult to get these projects done. And, and then it also, you went from a good, a good example at the Young Family Athletic Center, you went from what was supposed to be a 15 to 16 month project. And now it's almost 24 months just because of supply chain. And not only does that cost you more for material, right. it costs you more for your contractor to be out on site. Cause you, you know, you have to pay them a, a monthly fee to keep on going. It doesn't matter, you know, if, you know, if it's 15 months or, you know, 20 something months, they still have to get the job done. So yes, the market's been very difficult. And I think you can ask anybody that's building major construction projects, or even if you're building a house, you've definitely been affected by it. Feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I just, I wanted to shed a little light on that. I do feel for you and your team and I hear some of the updates at our management team meetings. And so I'm glad that you're still pushing forward. And I think a lot of these projects are still ultimately ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um, and so we can't wait to cut all those ribbons. And, and to go along with that, I'd like to thank council because every time that we come came back to them asking for, you know, describing market change and, and the change in construction prices. They've always been very willing to let us add more money to the, that construction or help us find a way to get that construction done because we don't want, you know, we're, we're not scope, scope creeping at all here. We're just trying to get projects done and it's really changed prices. Right, right. Um, well, I, I very much appreciate that, um, so much of what you do, as we discussed in Parks and Recreation, is really um, citizen-led and, and citizens are so involved. I know that you guys also do um, like surveys every year, mm-hmm. right, um, to, to gauge the needs and wants and desires of the community. And I think you just wrapped one up recently we, that we'll learn more about soon. We, we did. So typically a um, NRPA, National Parks and Recreation Association, suggests you do a needs analysis survey every five years. We mm-hmm. haven't done one in probably about 15 years here in Norman. Okay. Uh, we just got one completed. Uh, right now, it, it's only been internal. S- staff has seen it. We're going to uh, take it to part board that first Thursday night in October, whatever night that is, uh, and we're going to present it. And it's going to show, it's basically a blueprint of what we're going to do for over the next five years for programming and what capital projects do we need to seek out. And uh, it's great input we got and you know, as people will see people love their parks here in norman and um, we're we're above the national average of what people think of their their parks in norman mm-hmm. and uh I would, we work really hard to 
have programs to have parks and you know neighborhood parks we have 65 total parks and you know uh, 60 of those are neighborhood parks so we're, we're very proud of the park system we have in norman and and norman's set up in a way where you know there's a new development they either have to give you park land or do a neighborhood park or give you fees in lieu of which goes to the closest neighborhood park after that and and it's a great system there and there's a lot, we get a lot of calls and people try to set up like what we have in norman um so uh, yes, it's this. We have a lot of input, and we're going to share that with you. And that's our blue map blueprint on how we're going to um, operate our department. And that'll go into years. the the parks master plan. That'll kick off pretty soon, right? Yes. The creation of that, and that is kind of a roadmap for where yep. we're going long term vision. Yeah. So we had, we we did a um, park master plan back in making me hurt <laughs> two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere in there, and that. That was uh, somewhat of a roadmap of how we did Norm Ford, even though that there's some pro- um, projects that got thrown in that wasn't necessarily recognized here in the uh, the master plan. But Norm Ford checked. If you go through there and look at the uh, 2009 master plan, Norm Ford checked a bunch of those boxes. Mm-hmm. We completed a lot of projects. So it's been 15 years since we've done that. So next year we'll be doing a different master plan. We're actually going to include trails, which, um, you know, if you look at what our needs analysis is, came back trails and green spaces are the number one um, thing that residents want here in Norman. So uh, we're going to include trails into our master plan and we're going to be launching that. And that takes about a year process. And then, and then right after that, you know, people don't realize Norman Ford doesn't stop collecting taxes till the end of 2030. So we'll probably be um, using that as some of our foundation to build a norm for to finding out what people want. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of really exciting stuff going on. Um, I was going to ask you too, I know that you guys are really connected, um, you know, social media online, what's the best way to stay connected and engaged, you know, for our listeners with everything that's going on with Parks and Rec? Probably the best way is uh, one of two ways. You either uh, follow us on Facebook, and I think it's Norman OK Parks is our handle on Facebook, or you go go to our Facebook site or call us and sign up for our email list. We send out uh, monthly uh, email updates, a newsletter every month, and that keeps update what programs we have going on. And, of course, Facebook is we, – we have several posts today uh, telling telling everybody where to go and what, what programs are happening or what to sign up for or – this pitch, you know, sometimes cool pictures and stuff that you yeah, can see what, what's that. going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, everybody make sure that you get to facebook.com slash Norman OK Parks or sign up for uh, email newsletters at normanparks.com or by calling the office. Uh, well, we appreciate you visiting with us, Jason. Thank you so much for coming oh, into the studio. Oh, heck yeah. I'm glad to be here. All right. Questions or commentary about On West Gray can be sent into public affairs at normanok.gov. Shouts to our producer and editor, Mr. Bryce Holland of the City of Norman Communications Office. Kind reminder that to vote in the November 8th general and special elections across the state, Oklahomans must be registered to vote by Friday, October 14th. Until next time, stay engaged, stay informed, and always remember to vote. I'm Tiffany Verska. Thanks for tuning in to On West Gray.